If you're an ambitious business owner ready to think big, rewrite your own rules and take action to skyrocket your business know-how, your profit, your cash flow, and most importantly, your free time, then this is the podcast for you. You're listening to the Simply Smarter Numbers podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Waterson. I'm a business profit coach helping business owners just like you make more profit and take back their time. So hit subscribe now and let's dive in. Personal branding is not just for the rich and famous, it's for you and it's for me. Today I'm chatting with Megan McNeil from Relevant Megan and she's an expert in personal branding and we're going to take a deep dive into why you need to pay more attention to your personal brand and how to make your personal brand more relevant. Let's dive into it. So welcome to the podcast, Megan. Morning, Jen. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I'm really excited to have a conversation with you today around this topic that you are an expert in, personal branding. So before we get stuck into it, tell us a little bit about where you're from, where this accent is from and your business. What did you do? So I'm Megan McNeil, personal brand strategist, and I'm originally from Fort William in Scotland. That's where this this awesome accent comes from, which on Instagram seems to be the biggest interest of people. When I put it out there in stories, any questions, it's always, where's the accent from? So <laughs> I don't know how people can't pick it because it's clearly a Scottish accent. It's a gorgeous accent. Oh, I get <laughs> Irish and Canadian all the time, but yeah, all sorts oh, of things. <laughs> so originally from Fort William, I've been in Perth, Western Australia since 2012, which is a little a bit warmer as you can imagine and a lot yeah. drier <laughs> yeah absolutely big difference yes so again personal brand strategist um I got into this uh I suppose it's actually only been since um COVID I guess we go pre and post COVID these days don't we and um, that's this is my start of my business um, my background has always been not-for-profits and if anyone's who's listening has worked in the not-for-profit industry you will know that you've always got limited budgets which is extremely hard when you're trying to market or sell anything so I um I think I accidentally started getting into personal branding probably a 10 years ago because I was um, building profiles for my chairs and my presidents, CEOs, etc. because I was just getting way more traction if I was putting a face to something and building their profile and trying to get the message of the organization out than I was if I was putting a logo in front of it or just doing a regular press release from the organization. So I didn't really know it was personal branding then. It took for me to listen to a podcast where someone was talking about personal branding for me to go, that's what I do. Um, ah, the penny drops and yeah. this is it. So you're really humanizing what is um, a potentially a corporate brand or a business brand? It's just bringing the human element there, really, isn't it? Hundred percent, and it's it's honestly the cheapest way of marketing, I think, because mm. people just are so drawn to people, and if they don't like you, they're not going to want to work with you or help you or put you on your their podcast or write about you or anything, and that's fine because there's so many people out there. Someone else will want to, but it's just hooking into what makes people people. It just gets the message out there so much quicker and faster. Yeah. And I guess today's digital world is so saturated with so much noise and so much information, so much content that it probably is the best way to just try and connect. And you're not going to try and connect with everybody. You're connecting with people that are going to uh, resonate with your values and, and that sort of thing. So 
I guess that's where it all comes with, isn't it? It's just sort of a bit of a cut through, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. And also, um, I think the big part of the strategy when I'm working with people is to stick totally forget about these people in the corner you're trying to convert because there's so many people over in this other corner that really need and want to work with you they just don't know about you yet so focus on them the people that can be converted because a lot of people will try and build their strategy try and be someone because they're trying to attract these people over here like the haters the people that are um, very hard to like convince to buy your mm-hmm. product or your service or buy into your ideas well why spend all that time and effort trying to convert someone when you've got a load of more people over in this other corner that really do need what you want? And that's another thing working from not for profit is that, you know, we we always work so much harder on retention than new members because it's so much easier to keep those new members happy and use them for word of mouth than it is to try and attract new members because members are like gold if you're in a not-for-profit. Whereas if now that I'm in business, it's very much trying to look after my customers. And when I do one-on-one coaching with people, it's generally them having conversations with other people that are like them, that they say, oh, you should go and chat to Megan because look what she's done for me. Look what we've worked on. And that works well. So yeah, it's just focusing on who actually wants to work with your needs what you've got as opposed to worrying too much about this corner over here that are like no you're not for me (laughs) yeah and using that unique personality that you have so when it comes to personal branding we kind of all know what it is but put it in your words what is it exactly from the business owner's perspective what is it okay so we all have a personal brand it is basically what people think feel and say about you when you're not in the room or sometimes if they're brave enough maybe when you are in the room and that's fine you've got that you can't control what people think and feel about you because like anything and you can probably think of a host of people that you don't particularly like or resonate with likewise there'll be people that just don't like and resonate with you fine forget about them but you do have influence over that narrative and that's what building your personal brand strategically is all about is making sure that you're getting the right message out there if your 11 year old daughter or niece or you know some child that's 11 you can't explain to them what you do it's very hard for everyone else to know what you do because you have to drop the jargon you have to drop all the you have to stop talking to your peers and start talking to the people that might actually need you and that's what building your personal brand strategically is all about it's not about being internet famous so personal branding gets a bad rap because we think of Kardashians and we think oh you just want to put me on Instagram and get a million likes no it's not about being it's it's actually really true we do kind of think that way we sort of look at people like whether it's the Kardashians or other influences other people that we consider to be almost famous even not even super famous but almost famous and you sort of think well yeah I guess that's what the personal branding is all about but we're not all trying to achieve that so maybe that's why some of us then start to disregard the impact that it can have for our own businesses? Oh, 100%. Because you look at these celebs, you look at actors and you look at people who are um, pop stars, etc. And you think, well, I can't be like them. They've got personal brands. They're famous. It's not about being internet famous. It's about being industry famous. So you just need to be famous to the people that actually matter. And then it'll start to spread out from there. And the strategy doesn't always involve going online and going hard on Instagram like I would never I would actually um, say that that's the most detrimental thing you can do is having to have Twitter having to have Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and a website and you've got to have a podcast oh and you've got like there's a list of things you could do but you have to find what works for you now if you're in marketing and anyone who's listening um 
who's probably got their own business, you you know you've got to have all the platforms. Doesn't mean you have to go hard on all the platforms. Having a presence is fine, but you have to find where your audience is actually um, hanging out. Where are they comfortable? I'm a big fan of LinkedIn, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on because I just think that that's the best platform at the moment for getting organic reach. And I also think that it's got it's got the decision makers on there. So it's your, your money network. Um, Facebook is still massive. It's still got the most amount of people on there, but it's a little bit like when you're looking at advertising somewhere, you can advertise somewhere that has a widespread reach and it goes out to every Tom, Dick and Harry, or you can actually go into a publication that is just for your people. So maybe you um, maybe you make toy cars. Well, then you would maybe advertise in a magazine that's all about cars, whereas you'd go into the Australian if it was something very general, but your hit rate wouldn't be as high. So it's about being on the platform, not just offline. So we're talking about print there, etc. But online, where is it that your audience are actually hanging out and where can you actually get in front of them? Mm, yeah. So when it comes to personal branding, what does it look like practically? Is it the way we're dressing, the way we're speaking? Is it the way we communicate with us, others? Is it the way we are at an event before we've had a couple of glasses of wine versus after a couple of glasses of wine? Is it that kind of detail or is it it's absolutely it? everything yeah um and those those moments after a couple of glasses of wine that's also your personal brand your yeah. um and the way that you you dress is important as well um, there's lots of research around this where people so some people will have the mindset they're like oh i don't want to have a fancy car or i don't want to dress too fancy because mm. people will think that i've got lots of money and then that i don't need the business Okay, that's one school of thought. But the school of thought that you should actually be considering is that when you dress nice and you look clean and you look schmick and, you know, you're driving a reasonable car, I'm not saying everyone has to go out and get Mercs or whatever, but you're driving a, a decent car, you're looking after yourself, you look successful. Well, I want to work with someone who's successful because if you're promising me success, I want to know that you've at least done it for yourself as well. So you attract what you put out. Uh, so it is absolutely everything from the way you dress to the way you hold yourself to the way you speak, all of that stuff. Now, you just have to be yourself, though. It's not about um, recreating who you are because that's acting. That's And I don't help people be actors. I can't get you on TV. I can promise you that. Um, <laughs> but it's about turning up as the most authentic um, version of you and coming across in a way that's comfortable to you and you've got to remember you're in business doing something that you're an expert of or something that you're passionate about so you've got there's no reason why you can't walk into a room and hold a conversation with someone about that and the amount of people that when I'm working with them we have um, we have goals of maybe um, maybe public speaking is this part of their strategy, and they're like, oh, but I, oh, I, you know, I can't do it for a few weeks because I've got to I've got to write up my speech notes and I've got to research this. I'm like, but why do you have to do that? Because you've just had a conversation with me about it. You know your stuff. The thing that's going to take a bit of time is making a couple of slides so that you've got something behind you or, you know, a visual, but we don't do death by PowerPoint either. But you know that you know your stuff. You're an expert. So whether you're going on stage to speak to a lot of people or you're walking into a room to network, you know your stuff. 
you you've got experience you've got knowledge you should be comfortable in that and you should start leaning into that that you are an expert in your thing and not to worry too much about the noise um outside of that but yeah no it's building your personal brand strategically is definitely deciding who it is that you actually want to attract and where it is you're going to find them and curating that backwards so that you actually turn up in the places where you're going to be seen by them but it's also about having some big goals so I've got some clients that have got big goals that um, they want to get um, they want to be on TEDx TEDx is a speaking gig that they want Mm -hmm. so we're reverse engineering that to try and get to that stage so that we have smaller speaking gigs and we perhaps get on some podcasts and we start building up that repertoire as a speaker to get on that big stage Um, I've got another client who has a massive like he's already got a very successful business but wants this other business but this business isn't really for um, making him money it's more of a philanthropy thing yeah exactly but he needs the right people he needs the right investors and he needs the right support from the government and from industry to be able to make this happen so we're building his personal brand at the moment and it's more about influence and success than it is about your ego that's definitely what personal branding branding is about so you could start with the end in mind we're looking at Mm. what it is i want to achieve in business or in life at a certain point in time and then working it backwards to try and create that without being fake, clearly, but having a purpose around it, doing it with intention. Yes, 100%. And once you've got that goal in place, and I know lots of us have got goals, but we sometimes don't think about rewinding backwards about how we might get it and the people that we might need and the people that we want to surround ourselves with and the messaging that we want to put out because we think everyone can read our minds you know it's a bit like me when I'm the passenger in a car and I'm like why didn't you turn right oh because you didn't read my mind you don't know I'm going that way that's the same way in life we we have an assumption that people sometimes know what it is that we're doing and where we're going but unless we tell them they won't know and a lot of people are really off put by this because they're like oh you know I've got I'm from the school of thought that you know you just get your head down you just do the work that's fine there's lots of people who are are happy to do that they can and they want to have a back seat they're quite happy to turn up do their nine to five and go back home if you're running your own business or if you're trying to build your career and you want those top level jobs you have to start sticking your head up a little bit you have to get noticed and it's not about posting on lots of social media channels or you know getting yourself out there in a a way that's uncomfortable for you it's about getting in front of the right people and having those conversations and really knowing exactly what it is you want and what it is that you offer and also being a little bit aware that you know we're living in a very fast-paced world like it's not like it was a hundred years ago where you had a goal for five ten years time and you could pretty much guarantee what was going to be happening what technology you'd have around you and what you'd have available technology moves so quickly that you know something that you wanted to do in five years time you might be able to do much quicker because now it's more accessible to you or the thing that you wanted to do in five years time might not be worth doing because there's so much more technology or there's more that people's interest in those kind of areas are gone because something's changed so big I mean look at COVID (laughs) like that turned things upside down and nobody could ever predicted that was that was happening so yeah so let's talk about comfort then so if we're going to build our own personal brand and we'll have some sort of purpose in mind, some intention behind that and some strategy behind that. Let's talk about comfort. 
a lot of people are not comfortable being themselves. A lot of people are not comfortable, like you say, standing in front of an audience or perhaps doing the things that they know they need to do in order to create that personal brand. Is it sort of an, uh, is it more difficult for the introvert versus the extrovert? Do you think? No, I don't think it really matters whether you're introvert or extrovert because I've seen some people who are extremely shy, like just love being at home and in their own space. They will make themselves go out there and they will get it done. I think it depends on how much you want it. I could not public speak previously. So I'll tell you, this is a, it's a bit of a funny story. So in high school, we'd be, um, you know, got to do, it was part of your English. You had to write essays and you had to do reading stuff, but you also had to do some public speaking. I would get up in front of the class and it would feel like 30 minutes, probably only about 30 seconds and would stand there, could not say a word, literally not a word came out. They would just make me sit back down because it was uncomfortable for everyone else. Um, same thing happened in university. Didn't like it at all either. Um, and then I came over to Australia and I was at WA Farmers Federation and I was running their annual conference and my president went AWOL. I think he was on the phone to someone and I needed him. He was the MC for the, the sort of panels that day. So I needed him to introduce the next person. Now he had gone AWOL. I'm in charge of this event. So I had to jump up there and I had to introduce this person. Now I had to do it. I, I wanted to do it because it was my job and I was really trying to, I was like fresh off the boat. I'd been here for about nine months at this point so I yeah just, you're not gonna mess this one up no yeah. so I had to do it and I wanted to do it anyway I got up there and I got heckled by some farmers they asked for the subtitles and I, I know it was all in jest because farmers are a bit like that and they're hilarious and yeah. but I like I was I was young and I was just that was me done so I didn't speak in public for years after that and I would I, my career was progressing and I was getting asked to speak at things and I would do everything in my power to make sure that it was someone else that would speak. I could do you the best speech notes and I could tell you exactly what you should and shouldn't say and how you should stand, all of that stuff. But if you asked me to go up and do it, I would not. Started my own business and I do it now. My mom can't believe I do it. I, like She's like, I can't, I don't even, like I hear it because I record these things. She's like, I, does, I just can't believe you're doing this because you've just been so anti it and absolutely petrified of it. But you're right. It is. It's about when you've got that different motivator, you know, there's something yes. else there. There's a real purpose at the end of it. And when you've got that clarity around what that purpose is, you're going to stand up and make things happen. I know myself, I'm never comfortable being in front of a video, talking in front of an audience, but I too do it. I mean, I've always, I've never had stories like yours where I froze. I have hated it. I've hated doing it in the past, but I've always made it happen. But now I'm comfortable. You know, now it's not something that stresses me out. It doesn't make me nervous. It doesn't, I don't get you know, I don't have a sleepless night the night before I have to do something live, whether it's um, a presentation, a masterclass to somebody else's group, whatever it is, it's easier now, but it's only because you sort of work your way through that uncomfortable start. And your business just, needs you to do it. You've got no choice. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's your business. It's your baby. If you want people to know about it and hear why, why it's so great and why you're so great and why you're the person they should be working with, you have to stand up and you have to do it. And that's, and I'm not saying everyone has to go and do public speaking by any means, because that's just a platform that some people just cannot handle. And that's not even they can't handle. They just don't want to do it. And also maybe your audience doesn't go to events. So who are you standing up in front of? It's very much about being in front of the people that 
actually matter. And sometimes building your personal brand, because like I said, it's all about building influence and success, not your ego. It's about just being in the room with the right people. So you might not need to have such a wide audience you might just need to be in the room with enough decision makers to get your message out it might just be yeah that you're at a networking event and you need to be comfortable enough to go and have conversations with people that you don't know yes 100 percent. there's a there's a book by a lady in the uk called own own the room it's written specifically for women and it's got some great analogies in it but she's basically starts by saying you know i'm I'm not going to tell you the techniques of how you should stand how you should breathe and stuff like that because none of that matters if you don't actually want to get up there and do it Mm. it's a very good book (laughs) yeah it's a really good point so if we are going to have a personal brand, what about those people that perhaps do have one, is it, but they don't like it or it isn't in taking them in the direction that they want to take it, um, their business? Can, they, can you turn it around? Can you switch it around? Can you change things up? Or is that like a really difficult, long, slow process? Oh, look, building your brand is a, it's a long game. So it's not something you switch on and off overnight, but it can be done. You just have to start being strategic, strategic about it. So the people that know you for something else, you just start having the conversation with them being like, oh, yeah, that's what I used to do, but now I do this. And you've got to remember that there's absolutely nothing wrong with changing direction or changing job or changing what it is that you, you now do, because you're not starting from scratch. You're starting with experience because you've tried things that you didn't like you've tried things that you did like and you've taken bits and pieces from that or you might have come across something that you're extremely passionate about and this is now your time in life where you're like this is what I'm going to go hard for there's absolutely nothing wrong with that it's just about being vocal and telling people that that's what you do Mm, yeah so moving then to the digital footprint that was that's something else that you talk about a lot the digital footprint your digital real estate what is that and that's going to impact our personal branding no end i'm sure but what is it what should we be aware of and how does it impact our personal brand so digital real estate is basically anything online that you own. So that would be your domain names, like mine would be www.megamcneil.com, that kind of thing. Um, it's having your handles on social media, like your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, etc., and making sure that you've got your name on there and claiming it, because if you don't, someone else will. It is precious real estate, because if anyone's Googling you, that's what comes up. It's going to pull from those names. Whereas if you, um, we'll use LinkedIn, for example, because that's obviously my favorite platform. Um, You've got your own personalized URL there. And when you sign up, it's, well, I think mine was something like Megan underscore McNeil 5473 or something like that. I went in and edited it. So it's just Megan McNeil. So that means that when people Google my name, that's the profile that comes up first. Whereas another Megan McNeil doesn't have access to that. If yours isn't edited, sometimes you're not the first person to come up. Um, It's also about making sure that you have a bit of an audit of what's online. So Google your name. And again, that's not about your ego. That's about finding out what it is that other people see when they search you. Because if you've got your own business, it's the same. Well, even if you've not got your own business, if you're applying for a job, you can bet that the person that's wanting to hire you is definitely going to Google you because that's a tool that's available to us. Whether we're meant to or not, we do. So we're doing the same when we're wanting to work with someone. So you've got your own business. I'm going to um, Google Jen Water and I'm going to see what uh, what comes up and I'm probably going to look in the images as well so it's just worth mm-hmm. having a look and seeing what is it that actually pulls from the internet and are there some pictures there of drunken nights when you were younger that you maybe just don't want 
you know, potential business people to see. And it's about finding the source of them. So perhaps they're on your Facebook page. Well, you can hide them um, or, you know, make them private so they don't appear anymore or you can delete them. Or maybe they're on a friend's Facebook page. Well, you just have to say to them, oh, do you mind just taking that down or hiding it or whatever? Um, And just having a little bit of control over what it is that people actually see when they're looking for you. Your digital footprint is so important now because people like I said they're looking for you so before you get to a meeting people will maybe google you and while they're waiting in the coffee shops um, particularly if they've never met you before so they want to see what you look like because there's nothing worse than sitting there going oh are are you the person I'm waiting for it's (laughs) um yeah it's uh so you want to make sure that what's um online is what they're actually going to get in person as well so just make sure it's clean make sure you actually exist because people don't really trust when they can't find things online anymore I don't know if um if if you've thought about that when you just can't there's no trace of someone if yeah I have actually I have there's been times where I've tried to look somebody up thinking that they had um a a great profile like somebody that I might want to work with or have a conversation with but if you can't find them online it put throws a question mark in the back of your mind immediately oh 100 percent. you're you're validating them that's why you've gone on there looking for them so your digital um, presence is very very important more so than ever right now um i mean covid has shown that as well because the touch points that we've had with people they haven't been the same as they have previously where you've gone to a networking event and you've handed over some business cards or you've accidentally bumped into someone we're not we've not got those opportunities as frequently plus a lot of us are working kind of virtually anyway because what's stopping you from having clients on the other side of the world I might my clients are absolutely everywhere I have a LinkedIn course that people are doing in Seattle all the way to here in WA so you I have to make sure that what people find online is credible and validates what it is that I'm saying that I do so that they'll buy into that as well um but it's also when we're looking at our career now as well our business when we're trying to build something up it doesn't work like it used to so we see people that would be 50 60 in really good jobs they don't have LinkedIn they don't have much of an online presence and we have people going oh well they don't they don't have it what do I need it for they didn't need it well it was a completely different world you don't even need to go back 20, 30 years ago or 40 years ago when they started their career. You only have to go back 10 years ago and it's a completely different world. The way that we get jobs, like it's always, 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 you know, what you know and who you know. Well, what you know is important because you need to have enough knowledge and skill to be able to do the job or to be able to run that business. But who you know is what actually takes you to the next level. And it always has. But it's not just who your dad knows and tells, you know, his old boss to give you the job. It's now who knows you online as well so you're casting your net much wider and people want to validate that like they literally they, they go on to LinkedIn oh so this person's applied for the job or this person's just sent me a proposal to do my new website I'm going to look them up and then oh I've got a few friends in common with them so all of a sudden I trust them way more than I did 10 minutes ago when nobody knew them it's yeah it's, it does yeah you're not even looking for that but it does literally happen that way if you can see that oh they're friends with Megan and I know Megan so I'm happy now yeah you know? yeah mm, it totally. makes a big difference so we've got our personal branding we want to be purposeful and intentional in the strategy that we put in place when we're building our personal branding. We need to be really careful about our digital footprint and what that looks like and what we're doing with it. So taking care of that. And you've mentioned LinkedIn a few times. Tell us about how we can then use LinkedIn 
to build that personal brand. And is LinkedIn for all business owners? Yes, it's 100% for all business owners. It's for anyone who's working, basically. It, um, it's an amazing platform at the moment because the organic reach is fantastic. So if you are a business owner, if you want to put something out on Facebook, you've generally now got to pay for the privilege of your audience being able to see it. Instagram is extremely saturated. It's a brilliant visual place. I, think, I still think that, especially if you've got, if you're a product-based um, business, you would want to be on Instagram. Um, or a cafe, Jesus, if you've got food, food porn on Instagram is like next level but you as a business owner you definitely need to be on LinkedIn you should also be um, looking at your LinkedIn not as a resume because it was an HR tool that's what it was created as it was for recruitment it isn't anymore it's now like the largest and most um reliable professional database that we have in the world like that's pretty massive and if you're not on it then people are wondering where you are I don't even have to be a user of LinkedIn to be able to find you on LinkedIn if I google your name your um, LinkedIn is more likely the very first thing that comes up yeah, it is. And that's because of all these great keywords and because it's such a high authority website. Your website will never get that. Unless you're Coca-Cola or something, your website's not going to rank that high. So you've got more chance of being seen, especially if you've got the right keywords in there. So once you stop thinking of your profile as a uh, a resume and you start looking at it as a landing page you start thinking about it slightly differently so you know you should definitely have your profile picture in there because that is basically your personal brand 24 7 even when you're sleeping people can see you they can just log on and see what it is that you look like and whether we like it or not we we're very judgmental we just have a look and we decide whether we like that person or not so having a nice smiley friendly picture there is really important for building your personal brand because people are making a judgment on whether they like you straight away and they've never even met you um the next thing is the underneath that you've got your headline making sure that that actually says what you do for someone else, not what you are. So if you're an owner or a CEO or president of something, like your mom thinks that's brilliant. They're like, oh, yeah, look at that. My daughter's a CEO. Nobody else cares. They're mm-hmm. like, what's in it for me? What do you do for me? Mm. So, yeah, that's um, those yeah. top parts are very important. I think it's one of those things that with LinkedIn – it's a good point you make that we need to stop thinking of it as a resume and more as a landing page. You know, it's a little mini website really for you and a lot of people are accessing it really quickly. They're going there before they're going to your personal website. Oh, 100%. So it, you need to have the right information there to keep them there and interested. How do you go with um, LinkedIn? I, I use LinkedIn. I've actually started using it a little bit less recently, I'll, I'll say. Um, I really loved it for quite some time and then I've just started, I've kind of started to stop using it as much just recently. How do you use it for content? You know, what sort of things are you, would you recommend people are putting up there? Um, Anything that um, adds value or is insights into industry, anything that kind of showcases what it is that you do from an end product point of view mm. so yeah. don't tell people how you do it because people don't really care if they did care they would go and learn themselves and they do it themselves they just want to have validation that you actually know what you're talking about but it's also a great place to build your personal brand like if you're a, a 
attending events that are maybe not industry specific. So I don't go to events that are all about personal branding 24 seven, because that's not obviously where I'm going to meet people who might need my help. Mm. But I go to events that are actually important to me. So I go to a lot of business news events, because that interests me because the business landscape over here obviously impacts my business I will go to um, events that are more cultural that interest me as well so I tell people about them because that's part of my personal brand and what interests me because we're not flat we are not our jobs we're not only our business we are other interests as well Um, you should also be showcasing the people that you you work and uh, do work with or perhaps some of your clients and stuff like that as well because that validates that you know you're not a one-man band and you're kind of just working solo there's people that are supporting your business because Mm. we should be outsourcing obviously so perhaps you talk about some of the people that you're outsourcing to because that might be helpful for someone else but it also shows that someone else who's going to maybe work with you that you're 100% concentrating on what it is you do but you have got other people running other bits of your business um so I I find that the content that does the best is anything that's sort of educational slash adding value so if I've Put stuff out about Instagram features that'll generally do quite well or articles or how how to guides that kind of stuff which is helpful for people but also if I attend any events and I'm tagging in people and I'm kind of t- giving them an update or an overview of that event they do really well as well and it shows people that you're out and about and you're active and it keeps people thinking about you you're fresh you're top of mind mm, yeah that's a good point I think uh, perhaps because we haven't been attending a lot of in-person events. We've, or I have, stopped using it for that specific purpose. You know, it's been, it's great to say, yes, you're at this event and you you can tag a few different people. But now that we're not doing that, there's probably still no reason why we can't keep doing it. Just because we're doing it online doesn't mean we can't do exactly the same thing. Yeah, and it's probably more important than ever to make sure that your LinkedIn is up to scratch and that you're using it quite regularly because you haven't got those touch points in real life at the moment. And, you know, perhaps going forwards, I don't know what new normal is actually going to be like, but perhaps we will be a lot more digitally based. And there's, I don't, I mean, there's a lot of virtual events and I don't know that they're going to disappear overnight. I know that in WA, because we are basically um, back to normal and we have, um, we have in-person events here, they've been massive this year because people, we had lockdown for a little while and when everything opened up, people were just desperate to, to see other people. And you'll find that in Victoria soon as well once you start having in-person events they will sell out like oh so quickly yeah Yeah. absolutely um because people are just desperate for that in-person connection which again comes back to why personal branding is so important people just love people we have to be surrounded by people and I know that there's a lot of people who are introverts or I think they're called ambiverts so there's all sorts of different verts out there now that (laughs) have enjoyed lockdown they're like I actually really like I've like got a lot of energy and I've done a lot in my business by being behind closed doors and having that downtime but still being able to do bits and pieces but they still get some energy from meeting people that human connection is just so important and yeah yeah, and you can't replace that but what LinkedIn does is it gives you a platform to continually be showing up Mm, yeah Uh, I love it oh so we're going to get our personal brand sorted we're going to check our digital footprint and just see what does come up when we google ourselves including the images and we're going to revisit our LinkedIn and if you don't have a LinkedIn profile now's the time to go and get one set up I suppose definitely and claim your personal URL when you're doing it (laughs) 
Yeah, that's a really good point. I did. I have done that with mine, but I suspect there'd be a lot of people that don't know that you can do that. Oh, no, definitely not. I mean, it's, mm. it's something that's not that common. And it's even um, even from a kind of SEO perspective, it's brilliant. But if you're ever putting your LinkedIn link anywhere, so much easier to just say slash Megan McNeil than it is slash Megan McNeil 5457 <laughs> or whatever yeah, it is as exactly. well. Yeah, yeah, that's it exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been a great conversation. I've really appreciated it, and I'm sure our audience has as well. Where can people find you? What's your website? Give us some um, details on where people can find you if they want to have a little bit of a closer look at what it is you're doing. And um, they can find me at relevantmegan.com or on LinkedIn at under uh, Megan McNeil or on Instagram relevantmegan. And I, um, I actually, I'll give you the the link. To, I've got a free download for it's a just your LinkedIn profile checklist, which might be handy for some of your listeners just to get started to see that they've got they're checking every all the boxes on their new landing pages yeah, on LinkedIn. That'd be great. That'd be great. I'll put all of those in the show notes. If you are looking up Megan, the uh, your last name is spelled M A C, isn't it? M A C N E I double L. We took all the letters. Yeah, you really did. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Megan, and wherever you are listening in the world, thanks so much for joining us and we shall talk again soon. Thanks, Megan. Thanks so much, Jen. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Simply Smarter Numbers. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new shows every week. And I'd love to hear from you. Come and join the conversation online. You'll find Simply Smarter Numbers on Instagram, Facebook, and more. Just head to simplysmarternumbers.com and you'll find all that you need there. Simply Smarter Numbers is dedicated to you getting the results that you deserve in your business. And I'm honored that you tuned in.